0: Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, Dave, and occasionally a special guest here to talk about the club that we love, Tottenham Hotspur. Come on you Spurs. Let's go. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve,
1: and Dave. Steve, how are you? I am particularly mellow today, um, and I'll tell you why. Why, Steve? Because it was gorgeous out today. I don't get to spend a lot of time outdoors when I'm, you know, at work doing my thing. But uh, you know, I had a bit of a lighter, lighter workload, so I was able to get out a couple of times. Uh, you know, UPS dropped the package off at my uh, my front porch, and it should have gone to my neighbor, so I walked it over. Um, you know, it's a nice, balmy forty degrees, sun shining. There's no wind out, so it it was comfortable. I was quite pleased. Uh, with my brief excursions out into the world, um, which has me feeling hopeful, right? Springs around the corner, things are only going to get nicer um, until we play, not the next game, but the following game, which we're, you know, obviously going to lose. So, you know, we'll win against Brighton and then we'll lose uh, to Newcastle. So I'll be fine up until that point, because that's just how uh, things seem to be working these days.
0: Evie boy, I thought you were turning over a new leaf. You're going to be positive, Steve, nothing pessimistic. And then you just, you just homeostasis kicked in. You just went back to the norm, didn't you?
1: I can't, you know what? I, you can't help it. Right. It's just one of those things. It's, it's like the tide ebbs and flows.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. We'll see what Mike can do for our mood. Mike, how are you?
2: Okay. Um, I think I think Steve's Steve's issue is this the stupidity of uh, daylight savings time. That's uh, probably true. that's that's what the issue is with Steve. Um, I'm in a pretty good mood um, you know given what we saw over the weekend. Uh, I didn't find it as bad as everybody you know is making it out to be like the end of the fucking world. Um, that said, a uh, couple of things this weekend. Friday night. Um, go into Costco, have a panic attack, like legit panic attack. Uh, things are starting to open up around here. And I had not been in a crowd that large anti with not anti masks, but like non masked people. And uh, I had a fucking full on panic attack. Um, had to leave the store. It's never happened to me before. So I didn't know what was happening. Somebody, at least somebody recognized what was happening and, you know, helped me out. Okay. So there's that. That was because I was preparing for for what we had Saturday at my house, which uh, which was a, a a young lady turning uh, turning thirteen. So uh, I had a teenager. I now have a teenager in my house, and it was like the light switch flicked. You know, I start getting eye rolls now, and I get the in the you know everything I say, um, Dad, you're an idiot. Um, she might have been thinking that all along for these all these years, but. You know, now she's uh, 13, so she's allowed to say it because she owns the world. Um, got, uh, got to the party, had her friends over. It's a great time. They had like a little spa day. They did, uh, they did some, you know, toenails and all that stuff, and they soaked their feet, and then they did facials and all that stuff, and did a little uh, teenage paint and sip that was fun for them. All the while I was, uh, down in the basement in the podcast lair with, with my son watching the game, <laughs> uh, I, the poor kid, um, didn't want to get barraged by, you know, four or five, 13 year old girls that said at halftime, he went upstairs and got, and got his feet done by the girls. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was overall a good weekend, uh, good start to the work week, um, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, our next adventure uh, in Spurzland.
0: It is coming soon. Is that correct? Coming soon tomorrow. Else, yeah. Tomorrow. You know, I want to let you guys know you are going to be really happy. Late last week, my friends at Xfinity Comcast, who are my eternal enemies, I, um, you know, I I call them up when they do something like change my bill unexpectedly or my promotion ends, and I just rage and uh I'm not proud of it, but it's just something that I do. But um I got a new uh router modem last week that they sent me. And you know how we've been having a couple glitchy uh Dave events on the Zoom when we when we record Wicked Spursy. I think we might be good to go, boys. So I, I hope I don't eat my words, but um uh, feel pretty solid about about lack of glitchiness moving forward. So I know you're excited about that.
2: Yeah, I, I'm completely excited about that, and, and the fact that you got something out of Comcast Xfinity is uh, just wonderful, just wonderful. Uh, so far, I've been able for two years to continue to extend my my six month promotional price I got when I moved. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, I get the same uh, the same mojo you got. So wish you all the best, man.
0: All depends yeah. on who picks up that phone. No question, no question. And uh, hey, I I. Told the guys i wasn't going to share this at the beginning but i am coming into this pod completely ignorant about our spurs world for the last last uh several days had some difficult travel late last week uh have been tied up with some work things more recently and um yeah so i'm flying blind today but these two wonderful fellows are going to carry the pod all together and <laughs> any, any contributions any contributions i make will be along the lines of facilitation and making fun of of various comments so steve, with
1: that steve did you get two other people to join you today? Is this your way of telling us that we're fired?
0: Right. These two wonderful guys I'm about to introduce, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, let's get rolling. Let's talk about uh let's talk about last weekend Saturday, United. Uh Steve, like to let you go first and just kind of break it down in terms of what you saw and what you hated about it. And uh would love to hear from you. What do you got?
1: Oh God, where to begin? What I hated about it is just Cristiano Ronaldo, I—he is just a player that irritates the ever-loving shit out of me. And th- so, let me preface this by saying I, I respect the work he puts in. You know, he's—he's he's, his his dedication to his body and eating well and training and making sure that at thirty-seven years old he can still compete with some of these younger guys out there and and do well great you know he's definitely put the effort in he earns the the you know greatest of all time tag up there with you know the likes of Messi and uh, and those guys but what I hate about him is his tendency to throw a fucking hissy fit Every single time something doesn't go his way, if there's a perceived slight against him, he's throwing his arms out to the side, he's looking around, demanding that somebody does something for him, and sometimes he gets it, and that's the part that really fucking just drives me up a wall. When he throws a hissy fit, and the ref is like, well, you know, Ronaldo is saying that he got fouled, so maybe there's something to that. No, he just fucking, you know, took a, a, a harsh gust of wind and fell over. Like that's not a fucking foul. Um, And he does that constantly. If things aren't going his way, he just throws a fucking fit, you know, fortunately for him, not for Spurs, things went his way uh, uh, against Spurs. But you know, when, when he's playing in a game and he's not, you know getting those those shots on goal or people aren't finding him he's always got that stupid fucking look on his face like you know oh woe is me uh, the world's against me you know i'm an underdog in this situation it's like fucking shut up and just do your goddamn job you're already one of the best at what you do you don't need to throw a fucking tantrum every time things don't go your way Every single time he went down under the slightest of touches and gave that stupid goddamn look, it just, it boils my blood. I can take a loss, but I can't take a loss to somebody who's so fucking entitled that it's just like, it, it, it just blows my mind that people worship this guy can i interject with a
0: ronaldo uh, thing that steve i know you'll understand mike i'm not sure if you will uh it's about linkedin steve and i traffic in that mike i don't think you deal with with linkedin at all but i do know that some of our listeners do and so here's what i want to speak to um if you go on linkedin like you you get people that make these posts that are referencing something and they try to act like it's something recent but it could be years old you know just depending on on the content and uh, I'm always amused by like the people who humble brag on on LinkedIn as well you know like the like the guy who like takes a picture of himself working out in the gym and he's like if I didn't do this I wouldn't be able to focus on you know being a great person at work right no you're just trying to show off that your your arms are swollen that's really the only reason you're taking that picture but here's the point um, I I came across a LinkedIn post a couple of weeks ago and it was somebody posting like this, this story about Ronaldo and about how, you know, he made these comments when he got an award about how basically he was always going to take care of his mama, right? Like my mom, I'm always going to look after her by her house, et cetera, et cetera. And then you get into the comments section of it and people are just delivering these like cheery gushing, like, what an amazing man. Oh, he loves his mom. Oh, just, we should all model our, model our lives after him. And I'm, I'm kind of going through these, these, uh these comments and every 30 or so you'll come across one and I'm not going to name the specifics about what a dirtbag he is, but that are basically like, no, this guy's a dirtbag. You don't know about A, B, C, D and E. Right. And then you'll have 50 more that are, oh, this guy's amazing. I will hope my son ends up being just like Ronaldo when he gets older. And then you'll have another one that says dirtbag. Steve, are you familiar with the type of thing I'm talking about? And how does that make you feel about Ronaldo?
1: Yeah, we, my friends and I, we call that type of behavior one big circle jerk. It's just people fucking going to town on themselves because they think that they've like discovered this brilliant, revolutionary thing. It's not, you know, and, and, you know, for uh, trying to keep it specific to Ronaldo, like I said, the dude puts work in, I can't fault him for effort, but I can't fault him for being a piece of shit person. You know, there are plenty of people who are incredible at what they do, whether they're soccer players or or authors, musicians, movie stars, politicians, they can be incredible at what they do and still be pieces of shit. They're not mutually exclusive. And oftentimes, you know, when you're considering Ronaldo, the LinkedIn stuff, people want to forget about the garbage behavior the toxic behavior, and just focus on like what people should be doing as if it were like this revolutionary thing. If I was a billionaire, yeah, I'd take care of my mom too. That's that's not something that I, it should be lauded. That's something that should be expected, right? Like unless your mom's a total piece of shit and you know doesn't deserve anything, you oftentimes we'll take care of your parents, right? I take care of my parents, you know. I don't always agree with my mom, but you know, I think she can be a little nutso most of the time, but you know, she's a decent person. She hasn't, uh, you know, just picking an example off the top of my head. She hasn't raped anybody, uh, allegedly or not. Um, and that may or may not, you know, directly correlate to anybody we're talking about. Just to be clear, that's a. I just happened to pick that particular uh, crime. Um, but anyway, yeah, so long story short, respect the effort he puts in, but I fucking hate that dude. He's such a garbage person. Hey, hey, Mike, uh, Steve mentioned billionaires. Uh, did you happen to
0: catch what uh, your boy Elon Musk uh, proposed that he and Putin do? Did you did you come across that one? My boy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I told you guys at the front end, I'm, I'm just, I'm winging this. I got nothing. Grasping left. at straws. Yeah. He wants,
2: you- They want to fight. He wants to fight he Putin. To did fight you catch him. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Uh, he he challenged him to a, a he didn't just challenge him to a fight. He challenged him to like fucking Game of Thrones single combat. He did. He did. That is that's hilarious. Love it. That's fucking dumb. I mean, <laughs> first of all, you're Elon Musk. Uh, I I get that you're a genius and whatever electricity and whatever other fucking <laughs> things you do and sending electricity. Sending, <laughs> Thomas fucking Edison over here. That's right. <laughs> sending uh, sending fucking, you know, William Shatner into space and shit. Uh, <laughs> none of which he did, by the way. It was just his fucking money. Um, and you're going to challenge an ex-KGB agent to a fucking fight? I don't give a shit how old Putin is or how much of a piece of shit he is. Uh, Elon knows that shit will never happen. It, it's It's like, it's like, Elon Musk is manifesting a fucking Twitter troll in like real life and real time in front of us with his actual face and voice. And uh, because he knows it'll never fucking happen. The fight will never happen. I'm saying the fight will never happen though. I did say, I also said that Pacquiao and Mayweather would never happen. Um, And it did. And and it did. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. So maybe fucking maybe putin putin uh versus elon musk putin musk next big pay-per-view who fucking knows That sounds like it'll uh, be, the,
0: it'll that's be, that that's that uh, uh cologne you just bought isn't it putin musk wasn't that the putin, name of
2: it putin musk
0: putin <laughs> musk that that sounds fucking disgusting it does i've managed to make you talk about putin and musk for two minutes mike what do you
2: think about uh united and spurs over the weekend Putin Musk might smell better than that fucking match did. Ooh, well done, well done. Oh, oh God, where do we start? Um, I'm going to start. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to do what I usually do and talk about each of the each of the players that I how I felt they did. Uh, Kulisowski, good. Um, Battenkor, good at moments. Um, Romero great at moments, bad at other moments. Uh, Eric Dyer lost, just lost out there at moments. Um, Sergio Regulon uh, lost, uh, still kind of hasn't picked up his pace, uh, from the, from the COVID, uh, issue. I think he's just, he's kind of running around crazy out there. Harry Kane, zero service, uh, again, fails to show up in a big fucking match. um, Let's let's get on to Doherty. I, I, I honestly I keep hearing people saying that Doherty was was that our wingbacks were bad. Our, our wingback was bad. I think Doherty was actually one of the better players on the field. He. Uh, I, I, I honestly think that he was he was working well in, in the space he was given. Um, he was, he was making intelligent passes. He had a couple of bad giveaways and he had a couple of, uh, a couple of heavy touches that, that, that led to some giveaways, but I don't think overall he was bad. I think that he is not a starter on a top four caliber team, but he's the best we fucking got right now. And, and it's and it's and he's been performing well. He had a couple of really really good games, um, and I I stress that the fact that just because he had a couple of great games doesn't mean that he's going he's going to be the fucking savior of this team. And I said that I think I said that last week. Um, that said, we over anticipated how well he would do which leads to people thinking that he was fucking garbage and he wasn't fucking garbage. He just wasn't. Um, Hugo, I think is partially to blame for, uh, for that first goal. Um, I think he, I think he misplayed it because of the fact that he reacted so slowly. um, And he should have fucking known that lane was there. Dyer didn't close Ronaldo down and that Ronaldo was going to shoot because that's what he fucking does. He is one of the most accurate uh, shooters in history, um, especially from distance. Um, that was a fucking strike, dude. That was that was a strike, man. Um, and the the guy I want to talk about because I don't. I think that we have an, uh some sort of issue calling out players that are that are our top players um because you know god forbid you you call out a, a player for that has given us so much joy um as fans um and has given his teammates so much joy um god forbid you do that um but sonny has been shit ever since he came back from that injury he has been shit. We need to call him out. I, I, I called out, we called out Harry Kane at the beginning of the season for the garbage that he did in the off season and for the garbage that he put on the field um, leading up to his recent run of good form. Why can't we call out Sonny? I love, I love his smile. I love his infectious enthusiasm out there. He has not been good. And I would have thought that maybe at some point, somebody would have said, change your fucking spikes do something he was falling slipping and falling all over the place he looked lost out there he looked like he didn't know what he was doing he had a couple of really good runs um I think that um there was one pass actually in particular that was actually very good that Harry Kane should have scored on um but you know I mean Sonny has been looking like that for the past few games. And then he does something spectacular that reminds us of what he can do. And we forget that he had a shit game leading up to that spectacular moment. Um, So I'm here just listening to our dozens of listeners or here uh, talking to our dozens of listeners. Hopefully they'll say, yeah, you know what? You're fucking right. He's been fucking shit. And, and you know, fans as much as we maybe shouldn't take our players to task, we've got to do that. I mean, otherwise, what are we doing here? You know, why are we fans of this team if we're not going to take our players to task, it, it, especially the, the high paid players that, that we rely on to be the administrators of, you know, of good play?
0: Like, I, I agree with you. And um, Steve, I'm curious... If you have a hypothesis as to why Sun disappears the way he does, and I'm also curious, I shared with you guys in our chat earlier. Uh, Conte made some comments today, maybe they were yesterday, about kind of calling out, calling out Hean, um, Hugo, and Sun, and said, "I need these guys to lead." Right? Which, which I was pleased with those comments. I think I think that's what a a, a good manager should be doing. Steve, I'm curious what you think on those comments, and do you have a Sun hypothesis?
1: My hypothesis is, you know, Sun for a long time has essentially been forced to carry the team uh, a a long ways. You know, when Kane's injured, it's up to Sun to step in and and fill those boots. Uh, You know, he was him and Kane were the most productive duo in the league last season. There's a lot of pressure on this guy and and not just for... Yeah. And not just (laughs) ever in the league. (laughs) That's fair. Um, But it, you know, in particular last season, they were incredibly lethal together. Um, But it's not just Spurs either, right? Like he's got the South Korean team that he is, is trying to lead to. Um, Honestly, I feel like the pressure's gotten to him, you know, when he's had a couple of poor performances and, you know, maybe this is somebody who's not used to, to, you know, a series of, of, you know, bad form. If he's not used to it, he starts getting in his head. You see it on the field. He second guesses himself. He doesn't shoot what he would normally shoot. He doesn't pick the pass. You know, it, it's almost like he's overthinking what he's trying to do at times. Um, and when you're, when you're him in, in the United game in particular, and you're slipping all over the place, you're not getting to the ball. You're not able to, to make the right run at the right time. These are all things, as a professional, I'm sure he's thinking about each and every mistake he's making, and it's just compounding on some of the issues. And, you know, maybe you get a bit of relief when you do finally get that goal, but the first instance that something wrong happens, it just brings it all flooding back. And, and that's the sense that I'm getting from him right now. It's that he's he's had all this pressure, and now that he's not performing at that level he just doesn't quite know what to do and part of the problem is that what do you you know up until january we haven't really had anybody to go in and and pick up the slack uh, offensively right burgwine's been inconsistent lucas is inconsistent um for me at united the issue that i had was mostly with conte pulling kulisevsky Instead of Son, Kulisevsky had been performing incredibly well. He drew the penalty, um, you know, with his clever run into the box. Uh, he was a constant attacking threat. He's been on good form, you know. He doesn't always click with the team, which may have played into Conte's thinking uh, along the sub. But his form is on an upward trajectory, whereas Son has been stagnant. He has been poor and he has been stagnant in this, in this, you know, just mess of his. I would have preferred that Sun got replaced for Bergwine instead of the Kulu for uh, the Decky for Lucas sub. I think that made more sense to me at the time. And while Bergwine eventually did get out there, you know, it's one of those things at that point in the match, I don't think you really have enough time. You know, Lester for me was an anomaly for him. He's not going to come in and save the day in the 98th minute of the match every single time. Often, you need these players on and playing for 10, 15 minutes to get up to speed and then contribute something. Um, you know, obviously, we get exceptions. on scoring, um, you know, a week or so ago, uh, you know, right away. That's not the norm, right? You need to get up to speed of the game with players who have been on the field for 60 plus minutes already. You have to get familiar with, uh, you know, where your your teammates are at on on the fatigue scale. It's just, you know, it's one of those things, it didn't make sense to me. I get it prior to January when there really wasn't another option and you kind of have to hope that, you know, maybe he'll get something before the end of the game. But now we have another option in Kulisevsky. That should have been the player that stayed on. We should have, you know, focused on, on driving in that direction uh, rather than rely on K- uh, Kane and Son to, to put something together. It was clear to me at that point in the match that they just weren't quite up for it. Um, that, that's my one criticism of, of, of Conte so far is, you know, tending to stick with some of these players, hoping that they will lead us to to something better but they're not doing that
2: he's really not been not been very good uh, at at switching his tactics like he wasn't that remember that first everton game where he kind of switched his tactics kind of mid mid match um to to match what was going on in the field he's he uh he's not willing to do that either um i i i would like to talk about a little bit about um about our goals. Um, I think there were times in the game where we were, we were, um, pushing the issue and, uh, for lack of a better, you know, phrase, uh, uh, asking the questions. Um, I, I, I think we were, we were, you know, doing that a lot. Spurs were doing that a lot during the game. I, I think that, um, we were, uh, a mediocre, we were a mediocre side playing a, a garbage side that failed to that, that failed to cover one fucking player who happens to be one of the top five players of all fucking time. And 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 we got fucking hit by that, right? Um they had some good uh, man United had some good players on the field, but you're telling me that guys like Fred and Tellis and Matic and and, and fucking Harry Maguire are, are better than what we put out there on the field. Not a fucking chance. Um, I I think that the goal, that said, the, the goals that we scored were because of boneheaded errors by Manchester United. It wasn't by anything lethal or brilliant that we did Uh Harry Maguire uh scored a goal for us uh with his you know giant fucking head his giant fucking sledgehammer head um and uh then then we had the the penalty which I'll I'll give Kane credit that 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 penalty uh was was very well taken uh perfectly placed I mean as as I, I never ever ever you know expect Harry Kane to miss a penalty shot. So that said, we scored on a penalty shot um, from a handball um, that Kulisevsky, you know, put in there uh, brilliantly. Um, And then, you know, looking back at the, the own goal, Romero could have been offside. He could have been called offside, right? I mean. Yeah, he
1: probably was.
2: He was off. Well, he was offside. He could have been called for it had harry Maguire not made a fucking boneheaded fucking play um that said at <laughs> after harry Maguire made the boneheaded play uh our our, our new shit houseer uh got got up in his face and uh that's my that is my new that picture is my new uh wallpaper uh at work on my on my computer at work because uh i fucking love romero and the shit housing um That's it. The guy's not fucking good on set pieces. He's fucking, like, he does everything exceptionally well, except that. I I, I don't understand why we can't have a guy on the field who can defend a set piece. There's not one guy on our team who can jump, except for Lucas, who's five foot fucking one. And... (laughs) uh you know we have we have uh, a guy like a uh, 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 joe Roden sitting on uh, was he even, uh, he hasn't been uh, been on the bench has he he he's like six foot so. fucking three right six four something you know yeah. It, yeah we have ben davis in there who's who you know who has frankenstein shoes on all the time you know he's not the quickest of guys um so i i mean honestly like I don't know. I I, I don't know wh- what people expect um, when we get scored on in a set piece. Um, why are they? Why are we always so fucking surprised that it happens? Why are we always so surprised that we score a goal and then give one up immediately? You know. Um, I think that you know. After we tied it up two two, I think that maybe we should have sat back a little bit and just fucking defended. At that point, I mean, the, the, the way the way that they scored immediately after after we scored, when we when we leveled it at one, we, we should have, we should have sat back then. Instead, we give up another fucking goal to, to Cristiano Ronaldo. I just I, I just don't I don't quite understand, uh, you know, why we why anybody thought that we would have deserved to win the game. Um, outside of the fact that we were arguably the better side that day. We didn't know how, we, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, it's just frustrating as a Spurs fan to, to week after week, see the same exact shit happening. But then the, you know, it, it, we, we have, you know, it, we have an expectation that the coach is going to change shit, but it keeps happening. It's been happening for years, every we single fucking game.
1: You know, Mike, there's three things I think that were on display that affected the outcome of the game, right? There's individual brilliance, there's luck, and there's consistency. Cristiano Ronaldo hit all three notes. He was consistent in his positioning, his shooting, and his finishing. He had some fortune, you know, a couple of times, Dyer not closing him down. You know, that's just a gift, right? Um, and, and the dude's just, he's consistent, right? He, he does the same stuff over and over again and gets the same results. We didn't have that. We had a moment of individual brilliance with Kulisevsky winning that penalty and Kane slotting it home beautifully. We had luck in the form of Maguire and his giant fucking head kicking the ball into his own goddamn net but we don't have consistency, not one player out there put in a consistent performance from start to finish. Yeah.
0: Hey boys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to vote right now. I'll be the tiebreaker if necessary on our episode title. And just so you know, Mike um, I'm giving you some time to prep for the upcoming segment. So just letting you know that that's coming. I have heard four phenomenal episode titles out of, out of the two of your mouths in the last 10 minutes. Are you, are you ready to hear them? Sure. <laughs> all right. I know one of them that's coming. <laughs> one of them is The Sun Hypothesis. All
1: right, all right.
0: An- another is Sledgehammer Head. <laughs> another is Frankenstein Shoes. And then Another. This is an optimistic one. Brilliance, luck, and consistency. So those are our choices. The sun hypothesis, sledgehammer head, Frankenstein shoes, brilliance, uh, luck, consistency. Michael, you get to go first. What's your preferred choice?
2: The sun hypothesis. It just it just sounds like
1: uh, the born identity. So I'm going, I'm going with that. I'm going with that. All right, I, Steve. How about you? I, I gotta agree with Mike. I, you know, as much as I want to go with Sledgehammerhead uh, for the for the laughs, I have to remember this is a wicked Spursy pod, not a Man United clusterfuck or circle jerk or whatever it is that they do over on on that side of things. Uh, so I'm going hey, to. Aaron McGuire's giant on. fucking head lost on the game again today. Just so
2: you know, so he's a fucking idiot. I don't <laughs> know how he, I don't know how he is the fucking captain of that team so the votes are in
0: it is the sun hypothesis we're gonna go with that's a good one that might be one of our better uh episode titles i think sledgehammerhead might come back though i just i feel like that could could re-emerge as another The, the
2: yeah i mean we can we can expand on on the sun hypothesis too i mean
0: perfect the sun identity and there you, you know, go
2: the sun Very ultimatum <laughs> we've
0: got options that's good we have options hey, going for it it's the it's that time of the pod that i you and i like to ask a question quite often and uh once again i know i know what
1: question you're thinking about yeah and the answer is yes i do have a conspiracy to talk through i'm glad you (laughs) brought that oh no sorry we're thinking Uh, about the other one too soon too soon (laughs) too soon i'm I'm dropping the gun here um you're right before we can get into any sort of conspiracy stuff somebody needs to imbibe a bit more uh and that somebody i think personally uh is mike um Now, he's got all sorts of options. Uh, You know, we've seen dozens and dozens and dozens of different styles of beers. So you never quite know what it's going to be. Uh, And I just, you know what? I've got to ask. Let's just cut straight to the point here. I'm not going to delay it anymore. We're going to ask the question. I'm going to do it. Hey, Mike, are you ready for this? I hope so. Hey Mike, what you drinking, uh, buddy? Listen, well, Steve.
2: <laughs> well, Steve, um, today uh, I, I have, don't know. <laughs> I'm going back to the IPI. I had a number of options today. Um, as I was telling you guys before we came on, uh, I got duped into buying this cool-looking uh, multi-pack seasonal, whatever uh From this company that's called UFO Brewing. So that said, um, I thought that when I was buying this, I said, man, it sounds just like Harpoon's UFO. I wonder, you know, they might have some sort of lawsuit or whatever. Um, and I, I, I looked for some markings that said Harpoon Brewing or Massachusetts Bay Brewing, and uh, I got nothing, 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 nothing. So I said, all right, I'm going to fucking buy this and see what we get. So sure enough, I get home, I pull out a couple of these Kansas multi-pack colorful cans, really colorful cans, some neat, uh, neat designs. And uh, sure enough, it says Windsor, Vermont, brewed in Windsor, Vermont and Boston, Massachusetts, which everybody knows is Harpoon Brewing. Harpoon, years ago, um, decided to start brewing unfiltered beers. Uh, So I think it was unfiltered offering is what UFO meant. Um, I could get fact checked on that at, at any point, but, uh, I've chosen out of this four pack, there was there's there out of this 12 pack, uh, these four beers, there's light force, which is a 94 calorie beer, which I decided to open early. So I'm not using that one, but, and it was disgusting. <laughs> it's a craft, it's a craft brewer. It's a macro brewing craft brewery, uh, version of a, a, a Miller light and it's bad.
0: What does Lone Brader have to say about it?
2: Uh I don't know, honestly. TBD. <laughs> TBD. Then there's the main blueberry, which uh I've uh I'm gonna save that for another day. Uh probably Wednesday, tomorrow when it's nice and warm outside. It's gonna be almost 60. Uh then there's UFO supersonic, which has a really cool label. I'm not going with that one either. Um, it's a blackberry session sour. I know it sounds interesting, sounds pretty gross though to me um i've decided to go with this one which also sounds gross uh it is called guava lamp it's a hazy ipa made with guava now f- for those of you who are listening and uh have you know read some of the shit that i say on uh, the multiple discords i'm on uh i don't like fruit in my fucking beer there's only three or four beers that i can actually drink that have fruit in them that are delicious um, but I've decided to go with this guava lamp. Uh, it's a limited seasonal release. Um, it's an IPA made with guava, and I'm going to put it in the correct glass, just like Dave is drinking his Hefeweizen uh, that he got uh, up here in the Burlington area uh, with the proper Hefeweizen glass.
1: I'm, so I'm drinking by up. Sam Adams right out of the bottle.
2: Nice. Steve, right I off think the talk,
1: this smells really, 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 really fruity.
0: I think he's going to hate it. What do you think, Steve?
2: I wouldn't be surprised.
0: He's going to make a now pucker you face. That, you
2: think that because I'm because I'm already angry going in that I got duped by Harpoon Brewing by calling
1: UFO Brewing, you know, their own thing. Wait, I. It's not that. It's because in my experience, so guava is one of those. Fruits that I'm more familiar with, um, You know, for those of you who don't know, my mom is uh, uh, Brazilian. Um, she's from Brazil, uh, immigrated here when she was a child, um, U.S. citizen now. But guava is something that I grew up with. I know the taste. I know the smell. I know the sensation. That in an IPA just doesn't mesh in my mind. So I don't think Mike's going to enjoy it.
2: well let's get to this because uh you guys don't want to you really don't want to hear the fucking uh beer advocate review that i pulled up from a guy that we've uh read from before um now (laughs) i need to know (laughs) it's uh nero fiddled that guy nero fiddled he's almost he's probably worse than lone freighter i'm gonna hold this up to the camera for you guys because it it is that holy long. shit.
0: Oh my goodness. It's it's like it's like the book of Psalms on a phone right there.
2: <laughs> um I just want you to know that he starts off with this, and, and I'm only gonna read this one sentence. Notes via stream of consciousness. <laughs> the label reads hazy IPA with guava and mosaic in Mandarin Bavaria. What could go wrong? It's poured. It's poured a cloudy, golden-orange body beneath a short head of white that's unfortunately already dropped to almost nothing. This guy is angry to start. <laughs> he gives it a three point nine one out of five. He's uh, Angry to start? Wow. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that
1: that might give you some insight as to what I'm gonna um, what I'm gonna say here. And the fact that it goes away so quickly. I mean, everybody knows the best part of any beer is the foam.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's the foam. Everybody loves a foamy head.
1: What they really like,
2: like, a five inch. What they really like is, uh, is, is, is lacy. Uh, is lacy after whatever.
0: Lacy laciness.
1: You know, this isn't a problem that I have with my lovely Sam Adams.
0: Ooh, I see I, the look on his face. Hold on, <laughs>
1: I'm
0: I, I'm predicting a. You
2: know, that's not very good. Okay, so. You know when you are like you go out to breakfast, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna have a grapefruit juice. I'll have a grapefruit juice. You're expecting that that waiter or waitress or you know the wait staff is gonna come back with a, a nice glass of ruby red grapefruit juice for you, but they come back with the white grapefruit juice, which white grapefruit is fine enough. It's not ruby red. It doesn't have that sweetness, you know. This tastes like white grapefruit juice, and it's fucking gross. (laughs) I don't know if I can drink all of this. Holy shit! I mean, it it tastes bad. It's it doesn't taste like an IPA. Um, It doesn't scream out Mosaic uh, to me. It doesn't. uh, It doesn't. You can't taste any of the maltiness. It's overpowered by guava and the in the guava tastes nothing like a grapefruit and I'm telling you right now if you, any of you guys have this this tastes like white grapefruit like tart all tartness Ugh. it doesn't have any of the characteristics of a of a nicely hopped um bitter malty beer oh, sorry interrupted by my sister um it doesn't have any of that characteristic and i and i just don't i don't enjoy it uh, dave you're right i uh, um the reviews on beer advocate um give it a uh, 3.91 4.4.0 3.5 4.44 oh, dave this beer was as shitty as the performance I'm gonna give it a two point three because
1: Ooh.
2: it's two Spurs, Manchester United, three. Oh, listen to you! You're- Otherwise, that again, no, I would have given it a two point five, but I had this is fucking bad, dude. I'm gonna drink this because it's poured in this glass, and I have to get rid of it. Otherwise I think I'm gonna try and pawn it off on my wife, who who might actually like it. You know, Mike, I got, I got to say, like,
0: when we do the... She's very notes,
2: particular about our IPAs, though.
0: When we do the pod notes, I mean, we're going to have, you know, at UFO Beer Company. Um, I know the place. I know the brewery. I love that place. It's a, its a fantastic place. I'm looking at these offerings that you had in that pack. I would not pay money for any of those offerings. Like, I, I literally would not order that. I wouldn't grab the can. Uh, a coffee blonde, I wouldn't wouldn't go
2: for That it. wasn't in that pack.
0: Oh, it wasn't it's showing up uh showing up on here um I guess maybe oh no, it's got the, by this session sour that you got going on
2: might the, the session sour the yeah, th- nope nope main main blueberry and the whatever the light beer is which is also bad to me so I don't, don't mean to bring I don't that. mean to
0: bring it back that's Costco beer to me you know what I mean that looks like a Costco value pack you, you just brought home
2: yeah yeah um some Costco beer can sometimes be good they had a they had a couple of uh, they had a brown ale that was actually really good Did that they- I found out later on was Newcastle brown ale. Uh, so the way you described that though, it, yeah. it just Solange- reminds Solangea, me. Celancha, because uh, you know we're coming up on we're coming up on St. Patty's Day, I will not be drinking this swill
1: on St. Patty's Day. Um, you know, you it, know, it just it just reminds me of Magic Hat before they left Vermont. I don't know if you guys had had been there. In the final years, but holy shit, did they have some
2: terrible beer on tap.
1: They were trying really,
2: really, really hard to save that business. Um, I, I just remember. I, I think they've been liquidated now, right? That company I has liquidated them.
1: Huh. I, I haven't remember seen, I haven't seen any it. of their beers. Because, you know, my, my wife and I at the time, we lived up the road um, from, from uh, the brewery and, you know, she'd never been. So we were like, whatever, we've got time, we're bored, let's go. Um, Cool place. Cool place. It it is a cool looking place, but when we got to the end of the little tour and they, you know, started offering us some of the beers, one of the ones they had on tap was a cucumber IPA, and that's when I just decided, no, we're we're done here. They did, yeah. They did like a blood red garlic IPA, vampires kiss
2: or some nonsense. Nope. Like, nope. What happened to the what happened to the magic hat that brewed number nine? Like. just Mm -hmm. cut that crap out yeah quit being so fancy magic hat brewed number nine because of the success of long trails blackberry wheat yep right so i mean magic hat has always been that brewery that's like trying to live up to or or catch up to the other brewery the other big brewery at the time right so like they did the magic but magic hat
0: they had distribution that other places didn't have back in the day you know they
2: were yeah magic hat was out west and yeah like yeah yeah that i mean that was the that was the only thing it was like they tried they tried to be the ben and jerry's of of beer and it didn't work out you know and they got over they got overrun by all of the breweries that started popping up here and there in the in the early 2000s indeed well all right mike so that was that was interesting that was a that was a fun one that was ufo
0: brewing guava lamp 2.3 in honor of a two to three loss. Wow, that feels crappy. All right, so let's move on.
2: You guys realize?
0: You guys realize we've been at this almost an hour. We are. We got a couple more things to do, so we need to do some quick Brighton analysis. And then, um, Steve, I suspect you have something to go on a rant about. So I'm going to go to Mike. Mike, I don't mean to keep you just speaking, but what are you thinking about as you look at Brighton, which is coming up uh, tomorrow? We're recording on Tuesday, so tomorrow hmm. afternoon.
2: Um, you know. Brighton's again. <laughs> I think I said. I think I said it for Everton. Was it Everton that I said it for? No, no, it was it was Middlesbrough uh, that I said it was a classic trap game. It feels like a classic trap game to me. Another one of those, you know, games where we can't rest on our laurels and just expect to overrun this team because they're um, mid lower table, uh, when we're mid upper table um that said i i don't i don't see us losing to them um i haven't been great on my predictions ever um i thought we were gonna i thought we were gonna run man you we didn't um but this is a different this is a different um style team uh grant potter's gonna have this team ready to go but I, i just don't think that they they have the weapons that are gonna get them over the top um you know, they have one guy I think that we would all love to have at Spurs, and that's Tarek Lamptey. Um, he is one of the most exciting, quickest, most exciting uh, players that you're going to find, young players that you're going to find in the Premier League. Um, and if anybody wants to wants to go and watch a good, young, exciting player, he's one of the guys. And and I would love to have him at Spurs, and I've, I've wanted him at Spurs ever since he, he broke into the squad at Brighton. Um, that said, you know, I, I don't think we're gonna have too much of a problem with them as long as um, we can, you know, hold our own in the midfield. Um, Hoyberg is not as bad as everybody thinks he is. Um, I know we have one or two pundits out there and some um, it, and there there are other podcasters who do not like Hoiberg. Um, um, and I think that kind of I, I think that when you look at the pure numbers. Hoiberg is good. He's good to exceptional at his position. He's not being asked to be a, a creative midfielder. We don't. We want him to be a creative midfielder. Show us what he showed us in the summer during the Euros. Um, but he's not being asked to do that. Um, he's being asked to be to be the worker that he is. So um, I think Benton Kerr is. Obviously, our more creative midfielders. So I think we have to, we have to own the midfield against Brighton. Otherwise, we're going to get overrun because they are quick, they are fast, and they're sneaky as fuck. Um, so I, I think uh, I, I think moving ahead, Brighton uh, should be a win. Um, probably, I'm going to I'm going to say two one on that. Um, and then uh, what do we have at
1: the weekend? Newcastle, I believe. Oh, Newcastle. Uh no, West Ham, isn't it? No, no, West no, no it's yep, West Ham.
2: Yep, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep, you're right. It's, Newcastle. It's the, Hammers.
2: After. the Hammers. Uh, that's gonna be a tougher game, even though they're on a wicked downside. Um wicked, wicked bad. Uh so I I, I think that's gonna be that, that game's gonna be a lot tougher and obviously uh well contested it being a London Derby. So Derby Derby. Derby, Derby. He said, "Darby." I heard it. He did the right thing. Good job. Well, I'm going to say Darby for our Irish friends. So that's oh.
0: yeah, uh, Darby, it's Darby it's for Jeremy. the Irish. You'll do it for the Irish. You won't do it for the yeah. English. I, I understand, Mike. We we would alienate half our audience. Uh, I'm,
2: I'm, I am I'm I have Irish Irish blood, so I'm I'm not going to you know. He keeps it in the to... jar
0: <laughs> on my nightstand. Steve, let's go to you, man. Uh, the week ahead, plus whatever random crazy crap you want to talk about.
1: I just have one comment. You know, um, you know what I call podcasters who don't like Hoyberg, Barty. What do you call him? Wrong. <laughs> they're, wrong. they're just wrong. Hoyberg. I, I think Barty. Barty does not like. Does not like Hoyberg. You know, uh, Hoyberg. I think is one of those underappreciated players. Um, He obviously doesn't do well when Winks is on the field, but we've talked about that, right? It's the babysitter's club. Um, It just, you know, it's too much for any one man to have to deal with. Uh, But for me, Hoyberg, he is exactly what you want in that role. He he reads the game. He does the hard work, the heavy work. And is he, you know, world-class, best in the world, no, he, you know, but he's also a really good player to have on the squad. Um, as far as how this week is going to go, I mean, do we really need to talk about it? We're going to win tomorrow and we're going to lose at the weekend. That's the pattern and we're sticking to it. Nobody has shown me on on Spurs that they are willing to break that. You know, Kante has publicly criticized, well, maybe not criticized, but he's publicly called out kane's son and hugo to step up we'll see them step up against brighton we'll get the win it'll be a nice win we'll all be talking about how we finally turned a corner and then west ham will do west ham things and upset us and then we'll be talking about how the sky's falling and how we're shit and how we have to sell half the team blah 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 it happens every fucking time um so that's that's what i'm sticking with i'm sticking with win loss we'll keep the pattern going um and you know what this is a perfect segue into something that i've noticed recently and Not bad, steve you know people are going to call me a conspiracy theorist here but i genuinely believe that a very vocal part of the spurs fan base are actually russian bots set up to hide the fact that certain players on Spurs, namely Kane and Son, are underperforming at times, and they are using newer acquisitions like Hoyberg and, and Reggie as scapegoats for the behavior of who is perceived to be our more established players. They are stepping in, and they are Forcing this narrative that Reggian is garbage, that Hoiberg is garbage, all because they don't want people to notice that certain players on Spurs are starting to steal a living. You know, son, there are question marks about whether or not we should cash in on him now. These are the type of bots, and I'm going to say bots repeatedly because that's what they are. No true fan is looking at these games and, and recognizing the effort that certain players are putting in and ignoring that because they love uh, some, some more established guys, some traditional long-serving sta- uh, uh, servants of the club. And you know what? I'm going to take it a step further. These are Russian bots that were picked up by Joe Lewis himself. Because he can't directly involve himself in, in Russian money. He's not a Russian. He's not a, an oligarch. So this is the next best thing for him. He can use his vast wealth to identify target acquisitions and force people to think that they're not good enough so that when he inevitably doesn't give us enough money to buy upgrades, you know he can point to the fact that our recruitment is shit and why should he give money uh, to the club to buy more people if they're just going to invest it in these underrated trash players. And I'm here to tell you guys, all of you listening out there, Hoyberg isn't trash. Reggie isn't trash. Anybody who's saying otherwise is actually a Russian bot paid for by Joe Lewis to keep his money in his pockets so he doesn't have to splash the cash this summer. Ooh
2: um wow yeah i thought he was i honestly thought he was gonna go with the kane brady theory as to why we lost <laughs> I, which
1: I thought about the it, kane, but... which is different than the kane hackman theory look i to... thought about it i thought about it long and hard but you know what this this fact that i have just provided out came the same place <laughs> all these other facts come i pulled it out of my ass last minute and just ran with it
0: At least we can acknowledge that <laughs> that was good that was that was uh yeah i'm not sure if that one or your your conte um being on the take with the gambling i'm not sure which one was more batshit crazy but you you are bringing it like you are bringing it every week steve I'm, i appreciate that even i also want to point out to our listeners who Obviously, can't see the zoom as we're recording this. Mike really does hate this beer. So, like a minute or two ago, I, I watched him like hold the beer up to his face and looked at it, then take like a deep breath that you could visibly see, like "Oh, I got to do this." <laughs> <You know? laughs> takes a deep breath and and then
1: takes another sip of the beer and just kind of makes a face afterwards, like "Ah, oh, Mike." I gotta it. ask: If you had the option, would you rather have another can of that guava lamp or that colonoscopy brew that you had? Ooh. Ooh, Um, the fact that he's thinking about it right now should speak volumes. The, the, colon, the yeah. colonoscopy brew
2: actually, um,
1: in the long run,
2: once once you know it does its job, you feel pretty good. <laughs> I don't feel good about this at all. <laughs> I cannot believe that Harpoon Brewery, like. Harpoon IPA is one of my favorite IPAs ever. Ever. It's such a classic. And I can't believe Harpoon put this out going, "Well, here's a good one." You know? It's they perfect. they also they also brew that that wonderful uh that wonderful Catamount um the the Maple Stout, the Bourbon the Bourbon Barrel Maple Stout. They they brew that Catamount stuff like so it's like it's not like their beers are fucking garbage. Generally, it's just these two that I've had out of this out of this pack so
1: far have been shitty. Hi,
2: hey boys. Anyway. We are uh,
0: we are on to closing thoughts. Mike, you got any closing thoughts for us?
2: Um, yeah. Um, so, not soccer related. Uh, we're coming up on my favorite time of year, um, and um, this is for those of us who aren't. Who, who are you know fans of multiple sports outside of soccer um I am a huge 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 fan of college basketball I can't follow the NBA I feel like it's uh they're they're too overpaid they're they're it's unwatchable um it it's too many one-on-ones blah 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 um I love college basketball I will watch college basketball if it's on tv if it's on tv and I'm flipping through. I don't care if it's the Sun Belt Conference, uh, the A, the uh, America East Conference, uh, or the, or you know, the ACC or Big Ten or Big Twelve conferences. The big, the big conferences in college basketball. I will watch any college basketball, um, and here's why. These kids are out there trying to become the next big pro players, right? Um, Basketball only, uh, I I I think they can have 12 men on their bench, Um, so in the NBA. So of all of the college basketball players out there, it's very, very, very next to impossible to get into the NBA, Um, especially with the established stars that we have now. It's hard to break in. Um, Even if you're a a high draft pick, typically only the first five players ever even make it. And then you, you have the odd player who, you know, comes in, but these guys are all out there busting their ass to get into March madness and then get through that tournament. And it's a rigorous tournament and it happens over a few weeks time. And, I love watching the enthusiasm of every single one of these kids, whether they're freshmen who are one and done freshmen or whether they're freshmen who are just kind of breaking out or they're seniors, you know, fifth year seniors who have been out there busting their asses for four years plus. I love watching it. It's so exciting and it's exciting. Even in December, watching this past weekend, watching the conference tournaments, Um, you know, this is, this is the reason why we love sport. We love to see the, the enthusiasm, uh, of, of the younger players and, um, and, and, and how hard they, to show how hard they work by, by winning the, winning, winning their team's championships, um, getting, getting to that big tournament, which starts tonight with the, with the first four. Um, and I, I, I just love it. I absolutely love it. It means spring is here. It means that baseball is starting soon, which is another love of mine, uh, which we have back now, thank God. Um, and and it also means and it also means that um, that we're going to crown a new basketball champion, and it you never know who it can be you never know who it can be. That's the brilliance of this tournament. This is the probably one of the best tournaments outside of um, outside of the hockey, the NHL playoffs. It's probably one of the most exciting um, sports tournaments on the planet. And and I just love it. And, and, and I'm very excited for it to start tonight. Um, and I hope that everybody who's listening gets a chance to watch some of these games. Um, okay. And- uh, my my no, you know, my, my team is Duke. My Vermont catamounts are in it. I am uh, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and uh, make my prediction right now. Um, Kentucky Wildcats. I hate them, but I think they're going to win it.
1: You know, Mike. For a second there, you it, it almost sounded like you don't think that the Premier League is exciting. We don't know who's going to win it. Manchester City could still drop points. No, <laughs> <But> they can't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Who am I kidding? Manchester City I've got it locked. They, up.
2: They've only dropped they've only dropped six <laughs> points to Spurs this year. <laughs> Mike, I'm gonna give you credit.
0: You talked NCAA tournament and you didn't really talk baseball, which is uh for me the most exciting um uh, moment going on right now. But that's that's Dave, another they, conversation that's for, for a, another day.
2: Another another day for the two of us. Yeah, we might have to have our
0: uh, our annual uh preseason pod uh for the for the few baseball fans that actually listen to this podcast. Well, we have
1: but we have an internet coming there.
2: up soon. So. Very
0: good. Very good. It's coming soon.
1: Steve, closing thoughts. You know what? I'm going to keep my my recent trend going and I'm going to leave you guys with another recommendation. Turning Red, it's on Disney Plus now. Pixar's new movie is a lot of fun. Uh, we put it on for Isaac. He now loves the panda movie. Um It's one of the ones that he asks for these days. But basically, it is about a 13-year-old Chinese girl uh, who becomes a woman. Uh, And the metaphor that they've decided to go with to uh, signify puberty is her changing into a giant red panda. Uh, It's enjoyable. But what's even more enjoyable for me is just watching all of these fucking white guys on the internet losing their shit over something so trivial. For some people this is like one of those things that's it's blasphemous to them. How dare somebody put together a children's movie about puberty? How dare they indicate that, you know, overbearing parents might have a negative influence on their children that just doesn't sound right to some of these people and they're angry about it and if you get the chance you know even if you don't want to watch the movie but i i, I do recommend it because it, it, it is pretty damn cute uh even if you don't watch it check out some of these these reviews it's just laughable how these people are essentially going out there saying i'm not racist but and then going on this long tangent about how they can't relate to a young Chinese woman.
0: Steve, here's one thing we know. Those same people, when their children are a little bit older and they're school-aged, those people will be the ones that show up at school board meetings and uh, <laughs> have have input to provide in terms of how their children's schools should be operating. I think you we can agree I, on that.
1: I've got an anecdote. <laughs> I, 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 my sister, um, she lives down in, in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, which is unfortunate for her for many reasons, uh, mostly the fact that it's Knoxville, Tennessee. Like, if you're going to live in Tennessee, could you at least pick, you know, a better city? Uh, but I digress. Uh, she knows somebody, a parent, who's, uh, their their takeaway from watching that movie that they didn't finish, so they didn't actually get to see the resolution, the whole message, the moral behind the story, but their takeaway is, you um, if the mother of this girl had beat her, like my parents beat me, it wouldn't be an issue at all. <laughs> so yeah, great movie. Uh, if you're not a you know garbage uh, parent, I think you'll enjoy it. And Mike, as somebody who now has a 13 year old girl of your own, I think it might resonate with you <laughs> a little bit more
2: uh i i love my daughter to death um, um she's one of my favorite people on the planet and uh like i said she has uh she flipped that switch to 13 like immediately <laughs> she turned into the red panda uh, i haven't seen the movie yet lucas uh lucas uh snuck it snuck the movie it was supposed to be family movie movie night on friday we were supposed to watch it and uh uh, Lucas snuck it yesterday, sitting on the couch with his uh, headphones on and his iPad. Uh, obviously, he knows how to get onto Disney Plus and <laughs> And uh, yeah, he ripped that out. You know, you know Mike, um,
0: you, no you've, mentioned this. you've mentioned this now, and it's true. When that teenage thing hits, you go from being like the coolest guy in the world one day to a big freaking idiot the next day. And it uh, takes a few years to recover from that, so... We're with you, buddy. We got you covered. Cool. That's you covered. Thank you. When, you. when you get through it, though, your beard will look like mine. A little, little bit more gray in it. that That's how
2: that'll that'll play out for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you look distinguished. Distinguished. There you go. That's I have dad.
2: a little gray in the front and it looks like I've you know, we're gotten to uh, wash the like food you, out of my beard.
0: Like you got some gravy in it or something like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> gravy, sour
0: cream. Right. All right, boys. We have uh, reached the end. As always, I appreciate you and to our listeners. We appreciate you as well. Be good to each other. Take care of the things you need to take care of. Uh, look after people that need your help. And Steve, you got something to say?
1: Don't be an asshole.
0: <laughs> and Mike, you got something to say? Goose,
2: <laughs> Be safe.